Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. You will find not only this podcast, but Andy's Fearless Man podcast on resurrectministry.com. You can find all of our content there, actually. Uh, my past uh, Christian Post articles, books that Andy and I recommend, and you can drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Prayer requests, advice, whatever it may be. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And if you would love to partner with us, we would love that too. You could donate on the little donate now pop-up thing that comes across the screen. Yes. And um, we think we fixed our little problems that causes our internet to crash. So let's uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. No, we can't do that because that's superstition. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is going to uh, walk us through this one. Yes. Um, we have Carrie News on. Nice Hi, to see Carrie. you, Carrie. This is a complicated one, wow. Harry, so uh, we may need you to help us out here. Yeah, you got to stick with me on the reading of this one. This one's, I'm, I'm putting all my, all my cards, no, all my, do that. Why is it? Oh, we're back. We don't know what's happening. We could have sworn we solved this problem, but we are back. Um, so bizarre. We really got to call the internet peoples. Yes. Um, yeah, putting on my trust in you today. Okay, I, you I may, got it. I'll, got I'll it. read, and that'll probably be the last time you hear from me. Okay, we should be back, though. Let us know if we're back, Carrie, before we start reading. Because I'm not going to go through this whole devotional uh, and, and, and nobody hear it. Because, uh, am I back? We must be. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. So a reading from uh, Charles Spurgeon, Morning by Morning, for December 26th, the day after Christmas. Yep. And um, the reference yep. is 1 Corinthians 15.45, which is the last Adam. Charles says, Jesus is the covenant head of his elect. Just as every heir of flesh and blood has a personal stake in Adam, because he is the covenant head and representative of the race that is under the law of works. So every redeemed soul is one with the Lord from heaven under the law of grace, because he is the second or the last Adam, the representative and substitute of the elect in a new covenant of love. The writer of Hebrews taught that when Melchizedek met Abraham, Abraham, Levi was still in the body of his ancestor. Thus, it is a certainty that the believer was in the body of Jesus Christ, the mediator. When during eternity past, the covenant agreements of grace were decreed, ratified, and guaranteed Amen. forever. Consequently, everything Christ has done, he has done for the entire body of his church. <clears throat> we were crucified in him and buried with him. Yet even more wonderful, we were raised up with Christ and seated with him in the heavenly realms. It is through him, therefore, that the church fully met the righteous requirements of the law and is accepted in the beloved. Because of him, the law has been satisfied with the church, now stands justified before a just Jehovah. For he views her in Jesus never seeing her separate from her covenant head. As the anointed redeemer of Israel, 
Christ Jesus lays claim to nothing distinct from his church. For all he possesses, he holds for her. Adam's righteousness was ours as long as he maintained it. But his sin became ours the moment he committed it. The same manner, in the same manner, all that the last Adam is or does is much ours as his because he is our representative. The truth is the very foundation of the covenant of grace and the gospel of our salvation. It is this gracious system of representation and substitution that moved Justin Martyr to proclaim, O blessed change, O sweet permutation, thus it should be received with strong faith and rapturous joy. That's a lot of... Okay, so I'm going to awesomeness. Try to break, I'm going to try to break it down simple. Okay, good. Okay, first Adam, he was made in the image of God. He was living in the garden. The second, and we are all descendants of Adam, one race. One race, many tribes, many nations, many tongues, but one race. So humanity, once that once Adam committed that sin, all of human, humanity then was banished from the garden, became subject to the law of sin and death because of the sin that Adam committed. Okay. So throughout, and then um, Abraham came and Moses came, and then God um, imputed, even though it was known from eternity past, the right of priesthood to the Levites. Okay, but when Abraham walked the earth, the uh, Aaron was not born yet. So the descendants of Levi that come from Aaron did not exist yet. Okay. So that's why he uses that expression that they were in um, Levi, that in Hebrews 7, 10, they say Levi was still in the body of his ancestor. So when Abraham encounters Melchizedek, which some scholars, including our pastor, Pastor Jack Hibbs, say was a Christophany, an appearance of Christ, um, God had divinely ordained since eternity past, meaning since the beginning of the foundations of the earth, before any of us were in existence, that there would be a priesthood that covered the descendants of Adam, mm -hmm. and that those who agreed to the new covenant that were born again would be under the priesthood of Melchizedek, otherwise known as Jesus. So we would no longer be subject to the law of sin and death and to the law more generally because Christ took that burden. We were born again. We were imputed with his righteousness and we're now under a new covenant with a new priest. That priest being Jesus that comes from the line of Melchizedek. That's why the Lord, and he'll explain in Hebrews, that's why the Lord does not make Christ a descendant from the lineage of the Levites. Because that would be confusing. It had to be from a completely separate lineage that allowed for that covenant to be everlasting, eternal, and without fault. So when Abraham, before the Moses, before the Levites, before Aaron, encounters Melchizedek, and he is a prophet of God, knowing he has been speaking to God, he gives his tithe to Melchizedek, this Christophany that he encounters, because he knows that that's the coming savior, that that's where the descendant of the salvation will come because he has that uh, wisdom from God, that divine discernment that this is where our salvation will come. This is the new blood. This is the new co covenant that Abraham gets to encounter. 
um, when he encounters Melchizedek. So what, what the message is for us is, one, the one thing that I get out of it is, the, is, is for us to truly understand, again, it goes back to the veracity and the factual, the foundations of the Bible, is for us to understand you must be born again. It's not just a simple, I love Jesus, I go to church. But you have to truly receive the Holy Spirit and be imputed with Christ's righteousness to ever be free of the law of sin and death and to ever be free of the sin of Adam. We cannot be free of it any other way. We can't be good moral human beings. We can't do a lot of nice things. Nothing will, for an eternity, give us the new body to enter God's presence without salvation. And that's why he quotes that martyr at the end who says, sweet permutation. So what does it mean to permutate? It means to change the basic essence of something. It's to permutate like water turns into liquid and then to gas, from liquid to gas. It needs to permutate into an entirely new substance to be redeemed. Wow. That was really good. Did that help? Yes. Okay. Now, does that matter? I don't mean to complicate anything. Oh, no. Is this just for the Gentiles or what about the Jews who are the chosen people? Well, but remember from what we saw in the chosen last night where he was saying, you must accept the Messiah. So, God foretold, he's, this is a, the Bible is, is a love story, not only to humanity, but mostly to the Jews, mm. because he's saying, I had sent this priesthood and you didn't follow. I loved you so much. I sent you another one that I told you was coming because you must be born again. Mm-hmm. So this is for Jews and Gentiles alike. Everybody must be born again. That there is, that the priesthood and the sacrificial offerings that the Israelites did would never save. It was to atone for sins, but it was never to save. They were never promised salvation for sacrifices. Hmm. That's why they were told the Messiah would come that would do all these things that were foreshadowed um, that Christ would do. Very cool. Gary says, Adam sinned, even though we walk with God. Humans are such a mess. It's so crazy. But the, we do have to take comfort in the fact that God knew that this would happen. Um, so we can't be back worse than he expected. But it is, it's just bananas when you think about it. That he had dominion over all the earth. He named the animals. God made Eve from his rib. And then the two of them were like, I just want an apple. I just want an apple. I just want an apple. But they fell for a piece of fruit. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. Well, I mean, it was the promise of eternal life and knowledge of all good and evil. I guess that was what enticed them to the apple. But. Yeah. Let's get through some of the scripture because we have a lot to get through. Uh, starting with 1 Corinthians 15.45. Okay, so it is, so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, but the last Adam is a life-giving spirit. And I'm going to read Hebrews 7 first. So I clipped 1 through 16, which tells the story of Abraham's encounter of Melchizedek. This Melchizedek was king of Salem and priest of God Most High. He met Abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. In other words, tithe to him. First, the name Melchizedek means king of righteousness. Then also king of Salem means king of peace, Salem. Without father or mother... 
without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life, resembling the son of God, he remains a priest forever. Also intimating that he was, it was a Christophany. Just think how great he was. Even the patriarch Ad, uh, Abraham gave him a tenth of the plunder. Now the law requires that the descendants of Levi who become priests, they collect a tenth from the people, that is, from their fellow Israelites, even though they are also descended from Abraham. This man, however, did not trace his descendants from Levi, he, yet he collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. In other words, saying, even though Abraham was the one with the promise, he gave his money to Melchizedek. And without doubt, the lesser, meaning Abraham, is blessed by the greater, meaning Melchizedek, meaning Christ. In the one case, the tenth is collected by people who die, in other words, the priesthood. But in the other case, by him who is declared to be living and living eternal. One might even say that Levi, the Levi who collects the tenth, paid the tenth through Abraham because when Melchizedek met Abraham, Levi was still in the body of his ancestor. So important, that one line. So he's saying that uh, by the fact that Abraham acknowledged Melchizedek when he saw him, meant that he did that on behalf of the Jewish people. In his being was the seed of the Levi, his priest. So he was showing that deference on behalf of all of his descendants to Christ, acknowledging oh, you wow, are wow. that one. Wow, I'm so happy that you did said that. Right? Okay. So that's what he's saying. He's saying, because when Melchizedek met Abraham, Levi was still in the body of his ancestors. So he did that on behalf of his people. Way more sense now. Is there any more? Because yes. it says Jesus there. Um, so uh, the, the the scripture goes on. If perfection could have been attained through the Levitical priesthood, and indeed the law given to the people established that priesthood, why was there still a need for another priest to come? One in the order of Melchizedek, not in the order of Aaron. For when the priesthood is changed, the law must be changed also. He of whom these things are said from a different tribe, and no one from that tribe has ever served at the altar. For it is clear that our Lord descended from Judah, and in regard to that tribe, Moses said nothing about priests. And what we have said is even more clear if another priest like Melchizedek appears, one who has become a priest not on the basis of a regulation as to his ancestry, but on the basis of the power of an indestructible life. So Jesus's authority does not come from blood comes from the power of indestructible, everlasting, eternal life that is granted to him by God the Father. Wow. Wow. Make sense? Yeah. Okay, good. That never would have made sense any other time in my entire life. <laughs> See how much you're growing? Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, I needed you to explain it. No, but you, but you still could have not understood me. Wow. Uh, Hebrews, but that is something else. I mean, it is. It's it's so powerful. Like I really hope our our listeners will appreciate the magnitude of it because it's it's literally the power unto salvation, and why it's got to be completely separate. It's, you have to be born again, as he told uh, what's our friend's name, the the Pharisee Nicodemus. He says, "What you mean? Go back in the room? No, you've been born of water. You must be born of the Spirit. You must be born again. Our entire nature must change. And when the Holy Spirit enters the body, that body 
changes forever. <clears throat> you know, I'm just, you see the complexity of this particular part of scripture, but it, it cannot, it cannot conflict the other books that are written by other, you know, God speaking through other men. Right. That when you, when you, when you are able to understand it, when somebody explains it, <laughs> but, but it has to connect. These connections yeah. have to There's be no in existence. How is it? I mean, it's just, I mean, how, how is it possible that people don't and that's see how this? And it's not written by man. Right. Because it's just too wild for any man to come up with. As C.S. Lewis. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just this whole thing. Uh, the, the devotional uh, just just says, just screams a, um, you know, a, 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 creator. A, a creator, a force from God, that there's, that's an impossibility. And these aren't all the books. There's other books that didn't make it in the Bible, from what I understand. Other scriptures and other things right. that were that were just not, you know, they, they felt maybe were too complex or too difficult. But no, no, no. They didn't make it in because they weren't authentic. Uh, they couldn't authenticate it as a biblical sound. Wow. How crazy is this stuff? It's awesome. Um, Michael says hi. Hello, hi. Michael. Nice to see you. And here he says, it is the whole free will thing that gets us in trouble. But if we didn't have free will, we would have felt like we were being treated like robots. So there is that, that it's the reality of free will that makes it so personal. Oh, thank you, Carrie, for letting us know about the mic. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be said because you, you, you almost want to say, well, why didn't he just not give us free will and just make us it would have been robots yeah it would have been not a not it would not have been interesting no <laughs> you i mean it, think of it this way think of it the way we are as people is even the simplest things that we're told to do mm. rather than that we experience don't have the same meaning right you know like it's just like anything you've been how many times it's just like the way you describe church. How many times did you go to church and say, you must believe X, Y, and Z? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you go off and you do your own thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it, if it's not experiential where we actually experience a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that this, that this actually works. Well, and as a father, I understand <laughs> that I want my kids to say thank you because they're thankful, not because I've, I've forced them to, yeah. Uh, or I want them to love me because they feel it in their heart, not Absolutely. because they want something. Absolutely. Right. So it's a, it's a, I understand God from that point of view Absolutely. that he wants us to love us because of what he's done for us. He gave his only uh, begotten son. Yes. You know, it was uh, nailed to a tree. Yes. And so we need, we need to show him, you know, how much we love him back. By doing everything we can to follow a scripture. Oh, makes total sense. But there's that part of me that says, couldn't, why couldn't you just make this a little bit easier? Oh, but it's but the <laughs> some of the, the the beauty is in the complexity. Because uh, when you get it, uh it's so it's so profound. Yeah, for sure. Cindy says, can't really love without free will. Yeah, then we're just kind of programmed. Yeah, it's fake love. What fun would that be? I love you. Can I have a hundred dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Will you scratch my back? 
Or it's just like uh, <laughs> jackpot Jesus. Yeah. I love you, Lord. I need a new job. I don't like my spouse. You know what I mean? It's just that's not that's not what the relationship is about. Oh my gosh, this is some good stuff right here. I when I read it the first time, it was not that easy. As many of the devotionals are not that easy, but this one was something else. It, it's harder to read when it's not connecting in your brain. Of course, because you're when when I read, I want to I want to anticipate the next word. There was no there was no anticipating the next word on this one. Especially when we got to the little the little phrase from the the martyr, that was something else. I come up those come up with those words myself. All right, where are we? Hebrews twelve twenty four to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Amen. How did Abel get in this whole discussion? Well, because you know Cain and Abel and that blood that was spilt and that is just another furtherance of man's sin. Mm. And the pure and holy blood of Jesus Christ is is a new covenant. It's a new it's a new road. It's a new life. It's a new being. Uh, One other thing, I'm so glad that Pastor Jack Hibbs talked about the Christophany, because that I I would have again with those as little pieces of puzzles. Yes. And if you don't have them, the the puzzle is, is empty. You're going, gosh, how come none of this is connecting? And without understanding, it was mind blowing to me when he said it. I yes, I never even heard. Again, now I get it. Never heard of such a thing. I mean, that never would have made sense. Yes, Melchizedek would never would have. Like, who the heck is Melchizedek? I can't even say his and name. People do that. I, I mean, actually, even in my Bible study, with you know, people kind of debate who's Melchizedek and where did he come from. Why is he only mentioned once? And yeah, it wasn't until Pastor Jack said he's it was a Christophany, and I was like, yes. And, you know, we're supposed to test the spirits. You know, we're supposed to test things. We're supposed to test things that our pastor says against scripture. And I think that the best test of that is Hebrews 7, 1 through 16. Hmm. It's just, it absolutely makes it make sense. Awesome. Sorry. Just so Colossians 2, 10 through 13. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. Without him, it's not possible. He is the head over every power and authority. In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive in he forgave us all our sins. See that whole thing about death, life, resurrection, life, new life, dead life. You know, like you have to experience that transition from death to life. Like this whole footnote, it says there is, it says in contexts like this, the Greek word for flesh, zarks or sarks, refers to the sinful state of human beings often presented as a power in opposition to the spirit. Yes. Wow. Okay, cool. Ephesians 2, 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. And that's why, in that, where Spurgeon was saying that when God looks at us, all he sees is the Father. It is only through that imputation of his righteousness that our sins are blotted out forever and never to be um, revisited because it's been transposed. It's been fixed by Christ. 
Does that make sense? Yep. It, because it's no longer I who lives, but the righteousness of Christ that lives in me. A Romans 8, 4. In order for the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And Ephesians 1, 6. To the, pray, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us acceptable in the beloved. With this uh, devotional, is this something that you would share with a new believer? Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's kind of exciting to have this little connection, this little idea of yeah. uh, Christophany to, to uh, you know, the first Adam and the last Adam. And I mean, this is like. Well, maybe as an apologist speaking to mm-hmm. a, a Jewish person who knows the scripture. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they know about the order of Melchizedek. But if it's a non-believer who does not know scripture. It'd be a very hard explanation, except for the simple concepts of needing to be born again. That's part of the five-hand gospel, the five-finger gospel, hmm. the simple gospel. We're sinners. We, it, the God is righteous, and even one sin pollutes the entire being. We are unable to save ourselves. Christ came to, to die and to be resurrected, to forgive our sins, and to give us eternal life. Do you want to accept that? Right. That's the simple gospel. Yeah, Carrie. Carrie <laughs> agrees. Too complicated for new believers. <laughs> but sometimes there's like this exciting, hey, I heard some new stuff today. And well, you want to go out and tell people. You want to listen to Jack um, when he evangelizes to Jewish scholars. That must be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. You know? I want to take a video camera with me the next time he has the odd opportunity. Well, I, you know, I don't think we ever heard, did we ever listen to his discussion of the Bible with Prager? Because I think they did a conference together. That would probably be interesting, yeah. too. Very cool. Nehemiah was confused in the Bible by the born-again concept. Uh, Nehemiah? Or do you mean... Um, uh, not Nehemiah. She means the guy he loved from the chosen... Whose name I just repeated. Yeah. Uh, Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Did you mean Nicodemus? Or maybe uh, you're meaning the prophetic scriptures in Nehemiah about being born again, which are not readily coming to my mind, but the other other guy. guy. (laughs) Nicodemus? Okay, yes. Well, yeah, because it's a confusing concept. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because in this, I have this argument with Muslims all the time because they refer to Jesus saying um, to the Lord right before he was crucified, um, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Because he was imputed with all the sins and then God turned his face because that was right when that sin was attached and he was going to hellfire to take the keys of Hades of all of the captives and come back and to be resurrected. And they're like, well, obviously God didn't love him. Uh, He can't be God if God forsaken him. And he's like, they just didn't understand Muslims do not understand the concept of salvation. And so that's the point of bringing new believers to understanding the whole point of why did this sacrifice occur the way it did? Because we couldn't be saved otherwise. Um, That's the most important thing to get across to people, which is difficult for people to accept. Right. For sure. Cindy's confirming. She's got COVID, (laughs) right? We're talking about Nicodemus. (laughs) I know that COVID brain. Oh my gosh. This has been something else. 
I have to to really re rethink this or read it again tomorrow. These are one of those things where I have to kind of like yeah go deep. through it go through it a couple times before it really sinks in and stays there. Um, what's that? Uh, Carrie saying God cannot and will not look upon sin. Yes, and so that's why when you witness to uh, people like street evangelism. Um, I did that with our church. We went knocking door to door. Everyone's like, well, I generally think they say, well, you know where you go when you die. And they're like, well, I generally think I'm going to heaven. You say, really? Why? And you're like, well, because I'm a good person. They say, oh, you're a good person. So do you think you've committed any sin at all? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sure I've committed some. We said, well, do you know that God can't accept even a single sin in, in heaven? And they give the example. I said, what about if I gave you this glass of water? And I said, I just put one drop of arsenic. Will you drink it? And I was like, no. And I'm like, why? It's just a drop. And I'm like, well, that's the way God feels about sin, mm-hmm. even if it's just a drop. So, so if you are not sure, 100% sure that you have committed not a single sin, then you need to be worried about where you're going to go when you're died. Mm-hmm. Well, I got the good news. The good news is Jesus Christ came to relieve you of that wash problem. Clean. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So before we sign off, I just want to uh, talk to you about your um, your uh, acupuncture. Oh, okay. So you had one acupuncturist who did a decent job. Yes. Right? But um, you found... I was turned on by a friend, by a, a dear Christian sister in my mm-hmm. Bible study, to a Christian acupuncturist. Completely different experience. Uh, the jury's still out on whether I'm going to be feeling any better, but it was a complete, it was awesome. He gave me a little Bible track when I walked in. We talked about the Lord. We talked about Christmas. And then he was explaining, he was explaining just the, the process. And I don't know, it was, it was just awesome to, first of all, to meet a Chinese, um, Christian. a Chinese Christian that just had uh, a wonderful faith, not only in the Lord, but in this practice and his healing abilities, which mm. I just loved. It was an awesome experience. So, I mean, if they do the same thing and they're both effective, it makes sense to go to the Christian. Yes, just because it's an extra drop of goodness <laughs> in there. <laughs> How about the, I don't know, I'm just so intrigued by this thing. I don't know why it intrigued me when I was thinking that you were changing, because I, I remember that you didn't have anything bad to say about the other one. No. <laughs> And usually my experience and one with you is covered is, by insurance and one is not. Oh, <laughs> so meaning the other lady's covered by insurance. He is not. Wow. Yeah. But it, it's just been this lingering thought in my head because once Julia recommended him to me, I just, it's just been lingering to go check it out because somebody who has the gift of healing that is anointed by the Lord to heal. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you not go to that? You know what I mean? Like, how do you not at least try to experience that? Did she say that he, she believes that he has the gift of healing? Um, oh, yeah. Oh. So the, that was the thing that really did yeah, it Yeah, she's you. like, he's, yeah, absolutely. She's like, he's gifted for sure. Wow. And he carries himself with the anointing of a, of a healer. Okay, so now I'm going to bring my, my two cents into this whole yes, thing. Yes, please. <laughs> Sometimes I worry about the person who has like the two fish on there or a fish on their business card. You know, I don't know for some reason. I mean, I, I wouldn't like a plumber, for instance, like I want to, I want to pick the best plumber, but 
just because they have a fish on there Very or scripture, I, I would go. But plumbing, that's a man art. That's a that's not a gift. There's not the gift of gift of plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> gift of pulling. But I would like stuff to out choose of a, if he was a Christ follower. I'd like to choose the person that I think was answerable to God. But that's this is different. This is different. This is a this is a person who's a worshiper and a strong Christian who has a gift that comes from the Lord and mm. he uses it in a particular way. He takes his, you know, earthly training and combines it with his faith. Calming. <laughs> How does any come up with these things? We'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just worry because I, 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 I just worry that if he doesn't do a good, now I have to sue the, the, the Christian. Sue the acupuncture. <laughs> what if he or what if, what if he does damage? Oh my god. See? Where, where did see? we go? Where see, we no, go? but do you not see my my, no, that's, my concern? That's, that's that, but that's not faith. You know what I mean? Oh. You just you, I mean, either you feel better or you don't. So you go hmm. back or you don't. But it's the same thing like our pest control guy. I talked to him about Jesus. He's a strong believer. I love that I chose the right guy. You know yeah. what I mean? He's a strong believer. He you know, as a good Christian father, we talked about our kids. And so do I think that when he tells me he's coming every quarter and spraying outside that he's going to? Yeah, I kind of do. Because he's not answering to me. I mean, he does if I find out that he's lying. But if, but he, I know he answers to a higher power. I know he answers to the Lord. And he doesn't say on his, he doesn't have two fish on his business card. Yeah, see, that's the thing. There's people that put those on there to try to get extra business. They're like, they're using Jesus. They're using the fisherman, you know, logo. I, I don't I haven't seen that. No? Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, they put it on the, like the back of the, uh, like on their, uh, on their it's wrapped like car. A, maybe it's a secret handshake. <laughs> like the Masons. Anybody else have this issue? You guys got to let me know because I, 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 I swear, I mean, I promise that uh, it, I kind of go, ooh, I wonder what he's trying to say with this fish. Is he, is he really, is he really, you know, a believer? Or is he just trying to say, I'm a really good guy. Hire me. I'm really honest. You see what I'm saying? For some, in some cases, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, here's this. That, uh, who's Carrie? Has to say. Back in the 80s, Andy people presented as Christian businesses. Many were frauds. Right. Oh, yeah. See, you guys know that. It's not my world. Yeah. No, no exposure to Thank it whatsoever. You, so I that's wondering. why I'm like dumbfounded. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I guess it's true. But Carrie, Carrie gets you. Yeah, see, Carrie knows. So he says, and uh, I hope that a businessman will work with God's value and integrity. But yes, healing is a gift. Yes, kind of a little different than the plumbing. But Kate's totally disgusted with the whole thing. I trained in therapies and do my research about acupuncture. They work with meridian zones, and it came up through Chinese worship to their gods. I personally oh. wouldn't touch it with a forty-foot barge pole as a Christian. <laughs> Well, but see, that's the thing. That is um, why it's it's I don't know. It's, it's really cool to go to a Christian because um, he's a strong believer. And so, if I could take, if I pop pills that come from an atheist and get relief, yeah, I might as well try a couple needles that are from a guy who yeah, believes in Jesus. I wonder how many believers uh, run a pharmaceutical company like Pfizer. Yeah, right. Yeah, I sure. mean, and I go and I let them do all kinds of weird things to me, you know. Cindy says, "Trust God; can't read others' hearts." Yes. Uh, yeah. So, 
Andy just shared my personal life on the podcast. <laughs> Much appreciated. Something I never, ever would have brought up, but you guys just have now gotten to experience my own little experience here. Thank, Thank you for that, Andy. Andy. You're welcome. I love you. Thank you. I love you. I, I just definitely... <laughs> Just make mental note of me doing the same thing back to you once. And don't you dare look at me and be like, oh, I can't believe you're saying that on air. I did think about that. It'll come back to you least expected. I was just thinking about the, 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 a, a business person who's a Christian. And I, and I get, I just had a memory of just thinking, I, I, well, I'm questioning. Well, has a point of reference. It's yes. Point of reference. I do not. Okay. But I can, understand, I can understand what you mean. I get the concept. But he doesn't have a fish on his card. He's called oh, East-West Acupuncture. So he doesn't have, he doesn't advertise that he's a Christian. The only way I knew that was because a friend. Well, I'm going to go to him. No, I don't want you harassing my <laughs> You can put it on I, My place. neck is killing me. That's you won't let me go? I, I told you to try it. Is that my punishment? You're a big skeptic now, so <laughs> Not a I don't skeptic. know if you need to do it. Call Jack, find his acupuncturist. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> I think that's all. Does that mean I don't get a hot tea tonight? <laughs> oh, no, no hot tea for you. <laughs> <sighs> Woo. Carrie said, did we get this one? Yeah, and she learned acupressure to get rid of migraines for others. Yeah, yeah, these are, you know, ancient. And then we did some cupping, which comes back from my people too. He claims mm. that the Chinese people were doing it before the the Middle Eastern people were doing it. But um, I remember growing up seeing my grandfather put leeches on his back because that's how they would remove toxic blood. They would remove impurities yep. from their body by putting leeches to suck the blood out. And then it gradually turned to the cups with heat. Um, to reduce inflammation. These are things they did way before people invented pills for us to pop. It. Yeah. <laughs> Kate says, I did four years of study and research. You cannot take something from the world and make it okay by Christ's name. Ah, okay. Yeah. I get your point. What is curious? Like, what's your cupping? What is cupping? Uh, you can Google that too, but it's a way of uh, re uh, reducing inflammation in the body by putting cups on the skin to pull out, uh, to make toxins, blood rise to the surface, increase blood flow, and reduce pain. It's interesting because you put the, the cup on the skin and then you light a, a, a wick and the heat draws out the oxygen, which then yes. causes it to suck your skin. <laughs> Kind of like a leech. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, Cindy's like, God bless you both. You guys are a hoot. <laughs> you don't know what it's like, Cindy, to be on air with your husband and have him to hold your personal private life online, which is forever out there in the ozone, and I could never retrieve back. <laughs> hey, I shared the, oh, I shared some things. Uh... <laughs> Uh, the Lord told me to destroy my certificate in New Age healing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Nothing. There's nothing New Agey that is uh, the the crystals, the Reiki, all of that, Pyramids. all that nonsense. But um, I don't, I I don't feel the same way about acupuncture. It's an ancient remedy of thousands of years. But I respect your opinion, Kate. I absolutely. absolutely. Oh, for sure. Absolutely understand where you're coming from. I mean, again, we were talking about you know 
know, the pharmaceuticals and things like that. I mean, there's that's from the world. That that's is, from the devil. It's pharmacia. Yeah, the vaccine. Uh oh, we're gonna get taken off again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, even the word drugs is pharmacia. The yeah. the word is in the Bible uh, prohibited to engage in pharmacia. Right. So, but we still do that. So I think your I think the choice of going with a, a believer is um, the best that you can do. What are you gonna do? Yeah, you got You got You're in a lot of pain, excruciating pain. Yes, uh, and I see it. It's uh, it's pretty pretty significant. So I think and, I, right and, and then I went to this other, <laughs> I went to the other doctor, the the nice what we would describe as a secular doctor who basically told me that he wanted to do the double new pin surgery where they go in through my stomach, cut a hole, flip me over, and then insert rods into my back. And sew me back together. And he's like, Look, I've had a lot of patients that had success with that. And I just looked at him like it was crazy. I was like, You are not Frankensteining my stomach from the front and then flipping me over, doing it for the back no. and installing metal rods in my back. So I was like, I, I try little needles. I'll try little needles instead. <laughs> yeah. A little tiny rod as opposed to a big gigantic. Yeah. Like rebar. Yeah. I'm going to rebar yeah, your, your spine. Nuts. <laughs> Carrie says, I take meds, not sacrificing them to idols. Freedom in Christ. Amen. <laughs> and adding prayer for you to take the pain away and heal yes. you in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right, my love. Thank you for sharing so much of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Voluntarily or involuntarily. You just really are so, <laughs> so giving. Go giving so uh, open. Yes. Amen. Thank you all for uh, sharing thanks. with me, for sharing your opinions. Thank you, Kate. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all of you for expressing your prayers and your opinions and your thoughts on this matter. It means a lot to us. So it makes this show fantastic. It, oh, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd describe us as fantastic. Possibly a little bit entertaining. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Hey, should we tell them about the Edify app? Yeah, Edify, the Christian Podcast Network, <laughs> edifi.app. Like, subscribe, download the app. There's a lot of really cool content on there, actually, that you might yes. really enjoy. Very good. All right, my friends. We love you. God bless. Bye. Bye. <laughs>